0: Behold, a gateway to your own past, if you
1: wish. That America's physicians, like the real leaders of American medicine, the people you trust for your cancer care and your heart care and your pediatric care are out there telling you you need to go get a vaccine. You can decide to trust America's physicians or you can trust some random dude on Twitter. Like those are your choices. But I think the key here is to get trusted
2: voices out there spreading truth, spreading science-based information is strange, it's alien, and it won't give us what we would like to have. Welcome to Hour 3 of our Tuesday morning, and if it is Hour 3 of a Tuesday, that means... It's Dave Does History on Bill Mick Live, we're looking forward to that. The Hour, brought to you by the West Cocoa Pharmacy. If you go to BillMick.com, I've got links for you on today's show page that's entitled Words and Warnings, and uh, links to Dave's podcast. And if you weren't, <laughs> you weren't with me last week, because I was on vacation... Dave did. Dave does history last week anyway, and it's available there at thedavebowmanshow.com. The Links for you there on uh, on my page as to what Dave had in play on the Kennedy assassination on the anniversary thereof. Today, the anniversary of the Warren Commission, and we're going to do the follow-up to last Tuesday's Dave Does History. Always catch up with Dave at thedavebowmanshow.com. Dave Bowman, hope your Thanksgiving was wonderful. It's good to have you back, buddy.
1: It was good, as yeah. always, I suppose. You know, it's Thanksgiving. It's the best holiday of the year. Well, 2nd to yeah. July 4th. Independence Day is the best. But.
2: Well, yeah, but hey, well, and the food's completely different. It's probably a better meal than Independence Day.
1: Oh, I don't know if I'd go well, that far.
2: Well, if you're in West Virginia, Independence Day with the West Virginia hot dogs, there's nothing like it. I'm with you. So there we go. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about where we're going. Well, number one, and, and if I disrupt you, forgive me, but give a brief synopsis of last week's Kennedy assassination and then uh, where we're going today.
1: Well, what I wanted to get into last week with Kennedy was more about how it affected us as individuals. And I used myself as the example. And I've said this before. I've said it for years. The only reason I'm in talk radio or podcasting or behind a microphone at all is because of the Kennedy assassination. Um, some years That was later, an interesting
2: connection you made to that. I
1: agree yeah. with you. Some years later a guy wrote a book about it and that was actually the very first talk radio show I ever remember hearing and I fell in love with the with the uh, the format at at 17. And it took me a while to get here but I'm here now and it's all because of that happening and that's that's just a little way that the Kennedy assassination affected me and it affected everybody. The question that I'm asking today is why don't we trust the government? Why does Dr. Ashish Jaha, the White House COVID response director, get up last week in front of the podium and say to the entire country, "These are this is a paraphrase, but it's pretty close, would you rather listen to a doctor, a professional doctor, or some, quote, random dude on Twitter, unquote, when it comes to COVID stuff? And the question is, it never occurs to, to him to even ask the question, why don't people believe us?
2: Yeah, that would be a key question, and, and, you know, if it's lying Anthony Fauci, there's a good reason we don't believe him.
1: Well, okay, but it doesn't seem to occur to these people why, and I think that the very moment that we began to, quote-unquote, distrust government to the degree that we have started a week ago on November 22nd, 1963, (laughs) and then this day... November 29th, 1963, literally seven days later, when President Johnson announced the formation of the Presidential Commission on the Assassination of John F. Kennedy, better known as the Warren Commission. Mm -hmm. Now, from the minute that this started, there were arguments over what had happened. Um, The Dallas police, the Dallas authorities were very angry that President Kennedy's body had been stolen from them before they were able to do an autopsy, which was required under Texas law. The Dallas police were embarrassed by what had happened. Um, they were very reticent to allow the feds anywhere near Lee Harvey Oswald because they had him on the officer tippet killing. And that's what they they were not going to give him up until they got that solved. It's, there, there's a lot of distrust already between Texas and the federal government. And it's going to spill over even more starting in about 60 seconds.
2: Through today and tomorrow, Operation Stormwatch, available for you at com. Keyword storm will take you there. Brought to you all hurricane season long, which is coming to an end, by O'Galley Electric. Dave Bowman with us. Dave does history every Tuesday in our 8 o'clock hour. We're talking the Warren Commission and why we distrust government and it being pretty much them. Dave, where are we at now?
1: Three days after the assassination, on November 25th, 1963, The day after uh, Lee Harvey Oswald had been killed, Nicholas Katzenbach, who would go on, he was an advisor to uh, President Johnson at the time, he would go on to become the attorney general, wrote a memo to one of the White House staffers in which he suggested that there needed to be an investigation, uh, a serious investigation of the president's assassination. And in that memo, he had this quote, are you ready? Quote, the public must be satisfied that Oswald was the assassin, that he did not have Confederates who are still at large, unquote. So three days after the assassination, the government's position was, Oswald acted alone, and we have to make sure that the public believes us when we say that. So from the very beginning, before they even formed the commission, the government was using some inductive reasoning, and again i believe lee harvey oswald acted alone that said doesn't mean you don't investigate it It doesn't mean you just ignore stuff and go on your way you actually certainly
2: try to, he seems contrary to everything i learned as a policeman when it comes to investigating a crime and coming to a reasonable solution you don't discount anything that early on in an investigation of this magnitude
1: you certainly don't and and this is part of the stress between dallas the dallas police department and the feds is that Dallas wanted to do an investigation uh, that kind of kind of kind of got upended. Keep in mind, this was also before the Miranda ruling, so they were doing things that were a little iffy as well. Parading uh, Lee Harvey Oswald out as a suspect for anything multiple times—I think someone said it was like a dozen times—they paraded him in front of the media. Uh, is you know that's questionable too, but you could sense the stress, and especially you know, over the autopsy issues and stuff like that. So Johnson decides to go ahead and form this commission. And four days after the memo, today, November 29th, 1963, he announces the commission on the investigation of the assassination of John F. Kennedy, which we would know later as the Warren Commission. The reason it's called that is because Earl Warren, who was the chief justice of the Supreme Court, was the chairman of this commission. Now, Earl Warren did not want to do this. He thought it was inappropriate for the Supreme Court, anybody on the Supreme Court, to be involved in an investigation. He I thought, think
2: that's a reasonable uh, position on his part.
1: Well, and his position was, what if some of this ends up in front of the Supreme Court? Then, you know, I'm I'm going to have to recuse myself. Well, there are hints, not, you know, there's nothing direct, but there are hints that he was told by Johnson that you needed to be on this because it brings a certain gravitas to it. And number two, nothing will end up in front of the Supreme Court, which is kind of, you know, again, if, if you're going to have a pre, predetermined conclusion that you're not really going to investigate, it's possible that you might get it right, but is that really the risk you want to take? The other people on the commission were, was a guy by the name of Richard B. Russell, a senator from Georgia, Democrat. Uh, John Sherman Cooper, a senator from Kentucky, a Republican, one of the greatest names in American history, Hale Boggs, a congressman, Democrat from Louisiana, and Congressman Gerald R. Ford, Republican, Michigan. Yes, that Gerald Ford, who would go on to become president uh, in 1970, what, five, four, somewhere in there? 74, is Yeah. I recall. Alan Dulles was the former director of the CIA, who John Kennedy had fired as the director of the CIA. He was put on this commission, along with a lawyer by the name of John McCloy, who was also a diplomat, banker, presidential advisor, who wasn't on the greatest of terms with Kennedy, but he also had connections that were, you know, around the world. And so I guess there was some thought that he would be uh, there. There's also a litany of lawyers and advisors and assistants and all kinds of stuff at this commission, and they're going to hold their hearings. Um, the The hearings are closed. They are not open hearings. In other words, you can't just walk in and sit down and listen to the Warren Commission. But they are not secret, Bill. And this is important. Nobody who testifies in front of the Warren Commission is told, don't discuss your testimony here. In fact, all of the verbal testimony will be published in the Warren Commission report later on, but by closing the hearings, it kind of gives it this um, this veneer, if you will, of well, why don't they want the public to hear this? And you keep coming back to the question: if Lee Harvey Oswald did this alone and he, there's no conspiracy, blah blah blah, why do we need? Why do we need to close the hearings? Why do we need to classify anything? What? Why do we need to hide anything if this? if this is the truth.
2: Yeah, Dave, with with the minute we've got left here, let me ask you a question. This appears to be politically balanced, Republicans and Democrats from both houses of Congress. You've got the chief justice running the thing, and then the two lawyers that you mentioned. It appears to be politically balanced, but was it balanced by those who were in favor or out of favor with JFK or LBJ?
1: This commission was chosen, now this is my opinion, you know, 59 years later, this commission was chosen because it was politically reliable, not because it was politically balanced, because these were people who were going to find the conclusion that had already been determined. Now again, it may be correct that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone, but that doesn't mean you don't investigate it, and you really have to question the methodology.
2: The Warren Commission in front of us as Dave does history on Bill Mick Live. Later in the hour, we'll let you in on the conversation, but we get back to Dave when we continue in moments on WMMB. Don't forget, Space Launch Schedule on demand at BillMick.com. It's brought to you by SpaceLaunchSchedule.com, the most accurate, up-to-date schedule of launches you'll find for anywhere. history, our
0: weekly journey through the Wayback Machine. Dave Bowman is with us on Bill Nick
2: Live. The West Cocoa Pharmacy bringing you the hour. And uh, before we get back into the Warren Commission and what's going on there, it is Giving Tuesday. My friend, uh, the captain of the Salvation Army here locally, asked me to remind you that in addition to the red kettles that you see at various retail outlets around the region, you also have virtual red kettles and wanted me to remind you about that on this giving tuesday so whether you're out and about and physically visiting these stores or you're home working on the computer listening to dave does history today you can make that virtual kettle donation i did so while i was doing show prep this morning at work so uh just that easy there's a link for you at bill let's go to the former salvation army administrator dave bowman as we get back into history hey dave where are we at now
1: you know if i could just uh Tangent for just a second there. Sure, Christmas kettles with the Salvation Army—that was my favorite thing in the world. I love doing that because it was so much in, in interaction with people. Um, sure. not, just, not just the the people were you know, not just the people shopping, but the people who were working the kettles as well. Um, if I could just say this, because this is something I've long believed, you know, if everybody listening to this show right now would put one dollar in a kettle today, they would set a record for how for their biggest day ever.
2: Oh, that would be so cool!
1: That's all I'm saying is if, if everybody listening right now would just put one dollar in, it's not a lot, you know, change, dollar bill, whatever. Uh, it would it would go a long way.
2: Yeah, and, and Captain Miguel Ramos new to town here, and just a great guy. And I'm enjoying working with him. He's he's fantastic, folks, and they do such a good job at the Melbourne Salvation Army. They deserve all the help they can get.
1: There you go. So we uh, we left off. We'd we'd form the Warren Commission. And they began to hold their hearings, their closed hearings, but they're not secret hearings. Uh, The witnesses were, if the witnesses wanted to, they could request an open hearing. Only one did. The rest of them were just fine with it being closed. And we've seen some of this, you know, in in various movies and television specials and the likes that we've talked about in the past. But at the end of the day, and we're not going to go through all the details of how the Warren Commission did everything, but... There were 13 conclusions that they made. Now, I'm not going to list all 13 of them here, but the, thir- the, the c- conclusions that they printed, that they published, that they said, okay, this is what happened. Number one, there were three shots fired from the Texas School Book Depository. Then they said this, you ready? No, quote, credible evidence, unquote, of shots from anywhere else. Now we're already starting to get into that credible evidence thing. You know, if if what is credible evidence, Bill, is that I mean, you're a police officer and investigator. What does it mean when somebody says credible evidence?
2: To me, it would be something that would be reasonable to conclude after the evidence has been examined and after it's been tested for veracity as much as you can.
1: That's what most people would make that sound like. But what if credible evidence? No credible evidence means. We just didn't find it because we didn't look. So it it. means we have some evidence, but we don't like it. That's what that means. We didn't even look for it because we don't want to see it. The the Warren Commission is the the group that came up with the magic bullet theory, which is the idea that one bullet caused all the wounds to Kennedy and to Governor Connolly. Uh, They concluded that Lee Harvey Oswald fired the three shots, that he killed Officer J.D. Tippett 45 minutes later. They also concluded that Jack Ruby acted alone when he killed Oswald and that neither of them were part of any conspiracy that was foreign or domestic. There was no conspiracy involved. They found no evidence, again, found no evidence of conspiracy, subversion, disloyalty by any federal, state, or local official. And they determined that Oswald's motives in shooting Kennedy could not be definitively determined. Now, these were the These were the conclusions that the Warren Commission came up with, and if you go back to Katzenbach's memo, remember that his memo said the public must be satisfied that Oswald was the assassin, that he did not have Confederates who are still at large, and that he acted alone. Well, amazingly enough, the Warren Commission came up with these 13 conclusions, which basically said Oswald acted alone, there was no conspiracy, and we don't really know why he did it. He's a lone nut. And from that moment, I think, people have had questions, and there's nothing wrong with questions. For the record, and I said this last week, I believe that Lee Harvey Oswald did it. I believe that he acted alone. That doesn't mean that there can't be questions. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it, it just there's just this mindset that the government just doesn't want any questions.
2: Dave, I have a question myself. Given the, the the makeup of this look at the Warren Commission and what you told us about it going in and the fact that they were basically told that we got to be satisfied Oswald did it and he didn't have any Confederates that were still out and running around, and you said they published these 13 conclusions, did they publish them before or after the hearings?
1: Well, I mean... I I, I joke about this, Bill. I had a secretary one time who was bemused by the fact that I was writing the minutes for meetings before the meeting happened. And she said, well, how can you do that? I said, well, because that way I make sure that someone makes the right point at the right time and and the right conclusions get reached to. So I don't know that they wrote those conclusions beforehand, but at the same time, It was clear from Kotzenbach's memo that this is the conclusion that they wanted to come to. Now, again, they might have been right, but they got there the wrong way, and that's a huge part of the problem. We'll talk more about that in 60 seconds.
2: Our hour being brought to you by the West Cocoa Pharmacy and Don Doc and the staff there, bringing you service, savings, and speed. Their cost-plus pricing model gives them buying power that lets them pass those savings on to you, the personalized service, whether it's free delivery to most of Brevard or working with your doctor to get the most cost-effective treatment for whatever's ailing you, they bring you service like you're not going to get from an Internet pharmacy. And speaking of, talk about prices for a minute. You hear Internet pharmacies that will advertise the price of certain drugs, particularly Sedonafil, the generic for Viagra. I've heard those prices. What you're not hearing is what the West Cocoa Pharmacy offers, a penny, a milligram, 20 milligrams, 20 cents, 50 milligrams, 50 cents. Math so simple, even Dave Bowman can do it. So there you go, the West Cocoa Pharmacy. Learn more at CocoaPharmacy.com, or give them a call at 321-305-6909 as they bring you the hour. Back to Dave Does
1: History. Math so simple I could do it, huh? How does I, one, I just thought I'd throw that in how there. How does one bullet cause seven wounds?
2: Yeah, the the whole pristine bullet theory bothers me. It really does.
1: And it should bother us. Now, again, it's possible that it could have done it because, again, when you're dealing with conspiracy theories, you don't get all of the facts. And Mm -hmm. there are some reasons why that could have happened. But the government and the Warren Commission in particular, their, their unwillingness to answer questions, their unwillingness to address the fact that, hey, this is not completely clear strikes me as similar to things we get today where we want more information and we're not saying, you know, again, take COVID, for example. The reason we don't believe you is because you won't answer our questions. It's not that we don't accept the fact that there could be a virus that's dangerous and deadly and, you know, the worst in history. But if it is, why won't you answer the questions? Why do you keep hiding behind official jargon? And this is the same kind of thing. When you say you found no evidence of a conspiracy subversion disloyalty, did you actually, I don't know, look for any? Well, especially when you qualify the words saying it's no credible evidence. Right. That means there is some evidence there. We just don't like it. Right. And that's and that's part of the problem with the Warren Commission. Their methodology is questionable. They There's a lot of things they just didn't even look at that they should have looked at. Uh, they're concluding well, they, number
2: one, and we, we've got about 40 seconds here. It sounds like, from everything you've said this morning, that Dallas PD was doing a good and professional job of this compared to the feds when they came in and started taking everything over. I get Dallas being upset, but I'm more concerned as, what were they trying to hide If there was anything they were trying to hide Or did, or, or was this a, a territorial battle And I've got
1: 20 seconds for you Well that's the question isn't it If Lee Harvey Oswald actually did this The way you say he did Why why are you hiding stuff Why why are you not answering questions Why are you classifying documents
2: More on the Warren Commission And we'll let you in on it When we continue on Bill McLive 321-768-1240 Coast to coast does a conspiracy theory on the Kennedy assassination anniversary every year, it's interesting. Dave does history every Tuesday in our 8 o'clock hour of Bill Live. Nice to have you along in an hour brought to you by the West Cocoa Pharmacy. You want in, it's 321 768 Get to the calls if we have time. At the end of our discussion of the one. And the reason, Dave, we've continued, and, and maybe there were people suspicious even before, but we do have, seem to have a strong suspicion of anything coming from government. You've referenced COVID and what's going on there. Uh, it goes back to the Kennedy assassination and maybe before.
1: It, it could go back before, but it's really the Kennedy assassination. It's really the Warren Commission that causes a lot of questioning government. And remember, following the Warren Commission, now you've got the Pentagon Papers. You have Iran-Contra. You have all kinds of things where the government is trying so hard to get you to believe something that it, they're just trying so hard that you just naturally tend to to question it. Before 1978... Uh, Lyndon Johnson, Robert Kennedy, and four members of the Warren Commission all expressed, quote, some level of skepticism, unquote, over the conclusions of the Warren Commission, which fed into, in 1978, the House Committee on Assassinations, which, for all the hubble about it, didn't really accomplish anything. I mean, they, they basically said, well, it might have been a conspiracy, there's some evidence, but they never proved anything. This, of course, books galore, like I talked about last week with Beth's evidence. It it really became a cottage industry. This this the Warren Commission is lying. The government is lying to us. And it's it's spilled over. And now, anytime the government says the sky is blue, we go outside to check because it seems seems like the facts can't be clear. You know, (laughs) if you're classifying stuff, why are we doing this? But. That's uh...
2: well, And as I talked about as we went into that last break, Coast to Coast AM, every November 22nd, does a Kennedy assassination anniversary show. And whether it's the Zabruder film or, or anything else, the grassy knoll, and, and, and whatever else could have been in play, uh, they get some very compelling people talking these issues. I, I, and a lot of these folks are convinced that whatever they're bringing to the table is the God's honest truth.
1: Because everybody has their own facts for this. And believe me, my facts about the Kennedy assassination are correct, Bill, and your facts are wrong. And that's just the way it is. The facts aren't even clear. Nobody, nobody can tell you definitively, because none of us were there, what happened. But we all seem to think that we know exactly what happened, because so-and-so said that such-and-such person said that they were there and they thought this. Well.
2: Well, in the Zapruder film, it, it's like every flying saucer video you've ever seen. It's grainy. You can't really tell a lot of detail. So what's it add to the discussion?
1: Well, I think it's an important piece of the evidence, and it does show significant things that are, are there. But even Abraham Zapruder was not happy uh, with the way that his film was, was treated. In fact, he gave half the money that he got from, from Time Life uh, to some of the people who had been directly affected by this because he felt so guilty about it it was it was terrible you know the the fact of the matter is that the declassification of the data that 's hidden isn't going to happen. Trump delayed it it was supposed to be you know a couple of years ago Trump delayed it, Biden delayed it last week we 're never going to see that data, so how will we ever know the answer is we'll never and that know could put it all the
2: rest if they would just do that right it's whether of course same. maybe it would cause turmoil
1: and that 's the problem isn't it? And we'll talk more about that in 60 seconds.
2: You know, Dave, if any president was going to give us the truth about what we knew about flying saucers, it was JFK. And we see what happened to him. Now, even Donald Trump, who if anybody was going to release this Warren Commission information, you would think it would have been Donald Trump. Man, do we have concerns here.
1: Well, and that's because the CIA, every time this comes up, the CIA, remember Alan Dulles was on the Warren Commission, former CIA director. Every time this comes up, the CIA argues that, quote, They have to protect sources, unquote. Now, what sources they could be protecting after 60 years, I have no idea. But they obviously think it's important enough that they continue, people who weren't even born then, continue to make the same argument. So, since we're never going to know this, in all likelihood, can the conclusions of the Warren Commission actually really be challenged? I think they've set it up this way. Every argument about Kennedy's assassination in the Warren Commission devolves into personal attack. You're either a conspiracy theorist and you think they're lying, or you're a debunker of the conspiracy theorists. And it doesn't matter which side of this you're on, Bill. The other side, whoever that is, is always guilty of na- nativ- na- being naive. They're guilty of Naivete. Cyn- yes, yes, I couldn't say no. the damn word. Cynicism. Or, quote, selective interpretation of the evidence, unquote, which sounds an awful lot to me like modern day politics, you know, talking points at Thanksgiving. And it's how you end up with Dr. Jaw standing in front of the American people saying, you can believe me, the government, or, quote, some random dude on Twitter, unquote, or your lying eye. Right. It's you can trace all that back to 1964 with the release of the Warren Commission report and its 13 conclusions that, to this day, hardly anybody actually believes.
2: Aren't conclusive. Yeah, there we go. And if you missed Dave's take on the Kennedy assassination last week, the thedavebowmanshow.com. I've got that particular show linked up for you today at billmick.com on the show page, so check it out. Get a phone call or two in, see what folks are thinking. We'll start with Rod, who is in Cape Canaveral. Hey, Rod, good morning, buddy.
3: Hey, good morning. How you doing?
2: Very well. Good to have you here. What do you think about all this?
3: Well, this is, uh, as Dave says, this is one of those things that you could argue until you know where it freezes over. But l- let me review just a couple of things that we absolutely know. We absolutely know that uh, Joe Kennedy, uh, helped with the help of the mafia, Got Jack elected president uh, at the beginning of this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he turned his back on the mafia. And uh, that did not suit sit well with them. We know that uh, J. Edgar Hoover and LBJ got on the phone together and decided between the two of them that it would be bad for business if there was more than one assassin they decided who was going to be on the Warren Commission and they handpicked every single member of it based on the idea that they would agree and find only one assassin um, theory as the, the one that they were going to sell okay the problem with that the problem with that is that uh, most of these people knew each other Jack Ruby, uh, was well, well known to uh, Carlos Marcello, the head of the Mafia in New Orleans, who had a lot to lose uh, if JFK stayed alive. All right, Rod, we're running out
2: of time here. Give me your final conclusion on this.
3: Okay, my final conclusion is that Carlos Marcello had better shooters than a Lee Harvey Oswald to do the job. And they did exactly that. And uh, that was uh, the bottom line for me.
2: Okay. Carlos Marcello uh, had Kennedy killed. Interesting thought.
1: Dave, any thoughts there? Have you
2: heard this before?
1: Of course I've heard this before. Uh Again, there are as many different theories about who could have done this. And, you know, again, the other side is always guilty of selective interpretation of the evidence. So the question you have to ask yourself is what are we leaving out here? And I don't well,
2: know. And, and where is the supporting evidence for right. what anybody brings to the table? Right. right.
1: Remember, we remember one of my most hated phrases is everybody knows. I don't know that. Yeah, I wasn't there.
2: Yeah, that's very true. Jim's in West Melbourne. Hey, Jim, what are your thoughts here? Yeah. Robert McNeil of uh,
0: McNeil Larry report on PBS mm-hmm. back in the 60s, 70s. Uh, he was with a reporter friend of his. They, before the school book depository was taped off, they jumped on an elevator, went up the sixth floor, the door opened, and they looked across the wall on the floor. There was a paper plate of mummified ch- uh, uh, chicken breast, a chicken dinner, fried chicken, mm-hmm. laying there. And ah, they walk around the sixth floor. They get back on the elevator, and they go down, and they walk away.
2: uh, Jim, hang on a minute, Jim. This is after the shooting, but before law enforcement got to the sixth floor.
0: Every word you
2: said is true. Okay. Then what happened?
0: And so they walk back to the hotel when they see the excitement, and they got tape around the hotel. Finally, it's open for the reporters. They jump on that same freight elevator. They go up the sixth floor. They look across the floor, that paper plate of mummified fried chicken is gone. So they walk over to the to the window, and there are a bunch of boxes stacked up around the window that was open looking down on the D.B. Plaza, and they see that paper plate of mummified fried chicken inside that little barricade that had been erected from the time they were up there an hour before until now when they're... So you're saying that whole scene
2: in the sixth floor of the book repository was staged? Say again? You're saying that whole area was staged. It hadn't been there, and then it was there when they went back. right. Did they document this, and did they report it?
0: They they did, and it was never... uh, In fact, they kept calling the Warren Commission with that
2: evidence. But okay they did not want to hear from them all right jim thanks appreciate you sharing it dave thoughts there
1: well again i'm i'm not surprised that a tv guy would come up with a story like that the dallas police official report indicates that within less than a minute they were on the sixth floor so you know why did this uh, why did this reporter just randomly get off the elevator what what Drove him to the sixth floor. Would be well, the let him question. there. Yeah. yeah, would be the first question we I ask.
2: Questions all the time. Does it? One more call before our day's done. Line three. You're on Bill McLive. Live. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys.
0: You know the mummified fried chicken conspiracy is second only to the moon landing hoax uh, in scope and size. A lot of people don't know that. Um, setting up the book repository is a, you know is a fake shooting area. That was, you know, a very big job, um, and only the moon landing hoax beat it. Um, Now, every time someone's talking— I've got half a minute, Keith. I need you to make it quick. Okay. Lee Harvey Oswald shot somebody, or the conspiracy would have had to have been extremely large. And if the mob shot Kennedy, they would have had to coincide they're shooting with Lee Harvey Oswald somehow. That's a big conspiracy. I always look remember...
2: Kind of like election results in 2020. Keith, i got to leave it there. We're going to close with Dave's thoughts. Dave, go right ahead.
1: You know, when it comes to these conspiracy things, I, I, I say the same thing I always say, which is anybody that buys into these conspiracies has never been a project manager on anything. Trying to get that many people to keep quiet about one little simple thing is impossible. Yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald okay. did it. We don't know why, but the government should answer those questions because not and in spite of, answering of it's questions.
2: ineptitude or it's planned ineptitude. The Warren Commission didn't help itself. So.
1: No. And we're not just some random dude on Twitter.
2: Exactly right. Dave Bowman. Dave does history every Tuesday at eight on Bill McLeod, so we'll look forward to the next time. You can always catch him at the Dave Bowman The West Cocoa Pharmacy made this hour of the day possible. Wide open Wednesday tomorrow. I'll see you then.